Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Rumble Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Anthony Mingella, Kevin Costner, Joey Devine, Michelle Hazanavicious, Mel Gibson. John Keen, Bernardo Bertolucci, musical guests, the orchestra that starts playing after you've been speaking for 90 seconds, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock. And I am here, as always, with the permanent co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. Doing great. Sick. Um, apologies for not getting uh, an episode up last week. Again, we were having weird life stuff. Uh, it happens, but uh, yeah. we promise. And that, uh, You know what? There will Our be two up this care. week. They just care about NBA basketball, Joey. It's true. Um, we are not people, we are content robots, just like mm-hmm. everyone else. Um, yeah. You're making content? Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, when do you think we're going to get to the point when, um, uh, so all these basketball players, right, they refer to themselves as brands, you know? When do they start referring to their games as content? That's not that far yeah, see, off, that's, right? That's the next step, right? Yeah. Like, you got to build a brand, yet your game is your content. Um, well, I've always been wondering when um, athletes would start responding like, um, you know, musicians or comedians when, when, you know, talking about how they did 
Someone's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, how, how'd the game go? And they say, like, well, you know, I had 24 points, six assists. And they're like, no, 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 no. How was the crowd? <laughs> drinking? You good? Um, New stuff? Sean, should we just get right to it? To it. We have a lot of stuff. All right. Uh, we've got a lot of reader questions. Um, yeah. So here comes the reader mail drop. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Alright, as always, before we get to our Reader Mail, uh, if you have questions for us that you'd like us to answer, tweet them at us at roundrockpod, or email them to us at roundrockpod at gmail.com, or, as always... You can call us on the phone at 323-682-0342. Leave us a message. Um, we have a lot to say. And uh, with that, let's get straight to it. Um, we first heard from at SilkyJohnson23 on Twitter, Sean. He asks, which NBA players should have their own strain of weed and what effects would they have on a person? Oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, I mean, we know my answer for this, right? I go go for it. Michael Beasley, dude, oh. and it makes you use eleven percent of your brain. It's like a limitless. Yeah. It's like the limitless pill. Um, I was thinking of like a Sean Livingston strain of weed, where like you're you you take a hit and it it feels really good, and then when it kicks in, uh. You feel like you can't use your legs for like three years. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then there's the Dwight Howard one, which makes you uh, just crave candy and then you uh, get fired from your job. Makes you really gassy, though, right? Yeah, make you really gassy. <laughs> um, I mean, also, you know, what about the Anthony Randolph Mm-hmm. Which it just makes you cry uncontrollably. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason it's not available in America. But you do right like <laughs> an awesome thing, and but you're still crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any other weed strains you got? That was, that was the main ones I got. <laughs> I mean, there's there's people who have like more like weed strain friendly uh, names, you know, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, like, you could have written. Alan's nickname is Bubba Chuck, mm-hmm. and that absolutely sounds like it would have like a rich cannabis cup competitor history. Here's a here's a question, Sean. Would you smoke a weed? Smoke a weed? <laughs> smoke a weed? Uh, would you be interested in a weed strain uh, that was that was called the Purveyor of Fun? No, I would not. That would <laughs> make me very suspicious. Which, of course, Basketball Reference thinks Miles Plumley's nickname is the purveyor of fun. Never That's forget. True. That's true. Uh, yeah, Bubba, the Bubba Chuck would be, like, really high, but you would never practice. Like, you'd miss practice mm-hmm. all the time. You'd also love TGI Fridays. But also, yeah. you couldn't sleep. You'd never sleep, yeah. 
Um, all right, we've been talking a lot on Twitter about Kobe Bryant's book. Uh, there are review copies out. We did not get one. We just got that audio clip we tweeted out the yeah. other day. I mean, we sent out in the podcast the other day. But someone did send me a picture of the first page, Sean. Should I read it to you? Yeah, please. Um, it's a contract. Uh, there's a sign here space, and before the sign here space, it says, I, the reader, hereby agree to learn from Professor Rolabi Wizenard the nature of all things. This mm. contract is bounded by the laws that govern the kingdom of granity. And then it says sign here. So do you have to sign that to, to get the book? I don't know. It's very strange. It's very un-Kobe Bryant to be asking for consent. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you think that could, like, secretly, you're secretly signing an NDA, which means that, like, you won't talk about your experience reading the book? <laughs> but also, um, I don't like that children, presumably the audience for this book is children. Oh, yeah. I don't like the idea that children are saying that they're willing to conform to the laws of granity. Children because, are are legally not allowed to sign things, just generally. Uh, well, we don't know what the laws of granity are. Fair Joey. point. Fair point. First, the first I thought was what's what's an age of consent law like in granity? <laughs> you know. Um. But the reason I brought that up is, first off, if you have a review copy of the Wizenard series, Training Camp, uh, please DM us and send it to us when you're done. I don't want to give him any money, um, <laughs> but we do need to read it. Um, but we got a question from Alex Noble about Kobe Bryant's children book, children's book. It says, quote, Kobe Bryant is obviously the NBA figure we'd most we'd least want to write a children's book. Who would be the best? Hmm. Well, I think I think there would be you could have like a very sweet Boban book. Yeah, that's a like, good one. Because because I, like growing up so big, mm -hmm. or like he's a kid that dreams of being big. Or people are mean to him because he's big and he's yeah, different, yeah. but then he meets a, his friend Toby. Mm -hmm. that, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that is probably the correct answer, the Bobby and Toby book, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Bobby and they would be the new frog and toad. <laughs> um, I would also like to see... Um, like, I'd like to see, you know that book, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good Day? That book? Yes. Yeah. I'd like to see one, but it's Clay Thompson's worst day. You and know? It's, do you think it's, like, still pretty good? Yeah. Or is it like, or is it like <laughs> oh, I missed a bunch of free three-pointers? No, I think, no, he's a kid. And I think he's like, oh, man, uh, this Instagram <laughs> model wouldn't DM me back. I don't know what it is, but it certainly ends with Michael Thompson, the best Twitter follow, being mm -hmm. hilarious and cheering young Clay up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> By, like, playing him, like, Hotel California or whatever he's tweeting about. <laughs> Some weird stuff that's happening right now. Um, I, I don't think Jimmy Butler should write one. No. 
It's all about how like kids shouldn't play. And... Uh, I don't think LeBron James should write one. <laughs> no, because it would it would all be like I don't think children should be drinking wine. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he'd be getting them to do. Now, that's certainly far better than Kobe Bryant. Yes, don't get me wrong. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, the the correct answer to this is, of course, J.R. Smith, but he already wrote one. Yeah, he did. That's right. He, <laughs> he and his brother uh, wrote a children's book, which is crazy. Um, I could see there being like one about like the Holiday Brothers, but they're all depicted as like hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it kind of sounds like that, like the Holiday family. You know, does something else. That's a sad family, though, you know? Like, I love all the holidays, but it feels like the NBA kind of dumps on them a lot, you know? Uh, Yeah. It's a little bit like... uh, It'd be like a tiny family of hedgehogs with, like, a perpetual rain cloud over them, but how they make the best of it, you know? Yeah, like... Yeah, and it's like, in in one year, you know, Justin got, got... Did, he fell in the mud... And uh, everyone laughed at him. But when he was in the mud, he found a ring. (laughs) Um, All right, let's get to our next question. This one comes from Patrick. And Patrick says, Hi, Sean and Joey. Kevin Durant's hope for joining the Warriors was to surpass LeBron in the basketball pantheon. Pantheon, sorry. Uh, I should have read this like Bill Simmons, actually. Hold on. Hey, Sean and Joey. Kevin Durant's hope for joining the Warriors was to surpass LeBron James in the basketball pantheon. But if I had my way, it would be a pyramid. I believe he still has a chance by making a sequel of his own... uh, I believe he still has a chance by making a sequel of his own to a classic basketball movie. What will the plot of Thunderstruck 2 be, and who will co-star? I'll, okay, so can I take this one right off the bat? Well, let me let me just okay. let me just give some backstory to people who don't know what Thunderstruck is about. Uh-huh. Thunderstruck is about um a, a, like a middle schooler in Oklahoma who's very bad at basketball and through a not very magical series of events that involves like a basketball bouncing off the Thunder's mascot, he and Kevin Durant uh Switch basketball exchange, powers. Yeah, switch basketball. Talent. Yeah, so Kevin Durant becomes really bad at basketball, and the kid becomes very good. And Tom Arnold is his coach, I believe. Is that right? I, I don't know. <laughs> all it's I know somebody that like is, that. All I know is my friend was a PA on that. Everybody had to eat Kevin Durant's special dietary food at. Uh, at craft services, and everyone involved in the production lost like 20 pounds. <laughs> oh, it's Jim Belushi, my bad, not Tom oh. Arnold. Um. That's, that sounds correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, look, I know the plot to Thunderstruck 2. It's oh, very okay. easy. Um, his co-star is clearly Rich Kleiman. Uh, his agent, who insists on being his co-star on any podcast he does, really forces himself to the front of anything. Next and, year's next team president. Yeah, and uh, they get struck by lightning and they switch places. Uh, Rich Kleiman is really good at basketball and Kevin Durant becomes really good at uh, 
forcing himself into Rich Kleiman's uh, news cycles. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go a slightly different direction. So the first Thunderstruck, they've done Big Little. They've done the, like, vice versa, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 17 again. There's many movies. Like, like Father, Like Son. Yeah, yeah. This time they got to do a gender switch. Okay. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, uh, switches talent with a with a female basketball player. Like they're both they're both scrimmaging together, and like lightning hits the arena, mm-hmm. and they're struck by thunder. And then the rest of the movie, Kevin Durant just spends getting his ass kicked <laughs> by a fired Washington Wizards video coordinator. Like this guy is obnoxious. He's just He's unlikable. He can't hold a job. Um, and the worst part is that, like, every time Kevin Durant is getting beat by this out of shape, just kind of a piece of shit, this guy, honestly. He's constantly calling, like, 30 or 40 people every scrimmage. He's like, Zach Lowe! And, like, other basketball writers. And basically, he just keeps inviting them to the scrimmages. And eventually, Kevin Durant retires from basketball because he's so ashamed. All right, good answer. Um, <laughs> uh, should we get to the main event of reader questions here, though? Yeah, let's let's get to the okay. The, we've done the undercard. <laughs> uh, we've been waiting all night. We spent a week and a half thinking these over. Um, our man, our man at M Burchett, aka Future Second Round Pick, protected on Twitter, asked us the question. Is Christopher Nolan the Brad Stevens of directors? Hmm. Well, I don't think... And what did we do, Sean? What did this question make us do? (laughs) We assigned a movie director to each of the NBA head coaches. That is correct. That is what we did. (laughs) I took the Western Conference. Sean took the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we just go through these... Let's just go through these. Yeah. Why don't you start with Brad Stevens? Okay. Brad Stevens. Now, is he like Christopher Nolan? In some ways, yes. Uh, He does not have a sense of humor. They do not Uh, have sex. (laughs) There's no sex in Christopher Nolan films. Um, They're all like very logically complete, but often lack a certain sense of humanity. Yeah, no humanity. Um, They're robots. Some would say they have dead eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But I actually think Brad Stevens is a little more like J.J. Abrams. Ooh, okay. Tell me why. Well, he's got like a stable of guys that he likes. Um, he still has that kind of antiseptic, like, oh, technically this is this is impressive, but the whole time I, I find myself watching and I'm like, is this actually good? <laughs> I'm not really having as much fun watching this as I thought I should. Also, um, what's crazy is that sometimes when Brad Stevens runs a side out of bounds play, he just like flashes this really bright lens flare in the eyes of a defender. And that felt like seems very J.J. Abrams like. Uh, Yeah, no, I think that's a good answer. Um, All right. Should I go now? Yeah, you go. All right. Uh, well, I'll start with the Dallas Mavericks and Rick Carlisle. Uh-huh. Uh, I decided he was Clint Eastwood. 
Oh, I, um, I could see that, yeah. Because he used to be a player. Um, people thought he was a pretty good coach, but it turns out he's just a huge asshole. <laughs> he just likes to work fast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Plus, couldn't you for sure see uh, Rick Carlisle talking to an empty chair at the next Republican National Convention? <laughs> yes, and then it turns out he was actually scouting Yi Jinlong. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I'm gonna. My next one is uh, Britt Brown. Mm-hmm. I think he's John Favreau. Oh, interesting. I have like, a John Favreau too. <laughs> oh, so I find I find Britt Brown is like he's like a lot more charming when he's like an underdog working on kind of a small budget, and then once he's working on like a large scale, you're like maybe they maybe they should have gotten someone with like a little more experience. Um, and also I could see him leaving like nine consecutive answering machine messages for Jimmy Butler <laughs> after some like practice dust up. Um, I guess I'll do my John Favreau now too. Yeah. I said Terry Stotts from the Portland Trailblazers was John Favreau. Because when you hear John Favreau or Terry Stotts is directing or coaching your team or movie, you're like, good luck with the guy from Rudy making your movie, my dude. Then <laughs> the movie's like, oh, this is pretty good. Um which is kind of like just making the first round of the playoffs every year, but it's no one's favorite movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could say that. Um, also, Terry Stotts does call his starting lineup his dinner for five. So that, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, Scotty Brooks. Mm-hmm. Scott Brooks of the Washington Wizards. I said he was Zack Snyder. Ooh. Because... Uh, you know, he used to work with a lot of stars and people thought he had potential, but now people realize he's a fucking hack. <laughs> um, I, for the Denver Nuggets, Mike Malone, uh, I said he was Edward Burns. Oh. <laughs> uh, because people thought he was going to be a young, exciting coach, but it turns out he's boring as hell. <laughs> um... Okay, I said Nick Nurse was Adam Agoyan. Because <laughs> he's he's Canadian and seems like pretty technically competent, but like just looking at him and his work, I'm like, I think that guy might be a sex creep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said New Orleans Pelicans coach Alvin Gentry was Tony Scott. Oh, okay. Uh, because he's exciting as hell, but he's not recognized as like as as recognized as he should be as an auteur. He's um, probably going to be dead this year. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can hear that. Um, okay, I said Larry Drew, head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, was Tomas Alfredson. <laughs> uh, you may know him because he was the replacement director on The Snowman. Which was a fucking disaster, had a lot of famous people in it, and was just a train wreck. And that is the 2018-19 Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, All right, for the Memphis Grizzlies and J.B. Bickerstaff, uh, I said he was Roman Coppola. Oh, okay. Because uh, other than his dad being famous, I'm not sure why he keeps getting jobs. Um, okay, so I have Mike Budenholzer of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think he's Robert Altman. <laughs> like, he, he's really good at, at, like, getting an ensemble cast 
to really like like overachieve. Uh, he spreads it around. No one gets that much dialogue. Uh, also, like Robert Altman, Coach Bud loves music because uh, didn't he didn't he go to an Usher yeah. concert once with Jeff Teague? He also got a DUI, and I'm sure Robert Altman had at least one of those. <laughs> I mean, like he was just yeah. Uh, uh, for the Phoenix Suns, I said Igor Kokoskov was Lars von Trier. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. be- because he's a famous guy, and everything I read about his movies or the Suns seems like I'll like them, and then I actually watch them, and I'm like, not for me. <laughs> well, speaking of not for me, I think Nate McMillan is Tyler Perry. <laughs> Where, like, I watch it and I'm like, this is not aimed at me, but I understand that this has been successful for a really long time. <laughs> um, all right, for the LA Clippers, Doc Rivers. Oh, I okay. said he is Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. Uh, because oh. Chris Paul to the Clippers is the godfather three of the NBA. Uh, just tons of hype. Should have been good, but ultimately ruined by the coach slash director betting big on nepotism. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that, I mean, Austin Rivers is the Sofia Coppola, the actress of the NBA. Um, okay, I thought, this is, I don't mean this as negatively as it comes out, but uh, I think Jim Boylan is Brett Ratner. <laughs> because I could definitely sim- see Jim Boylan thinking he's more down with black people than he actually is <laughs> and also he's the, he is definitely the NBA coach who is the most likely to dress in a Wolverine costume um i said steve kerr in the golden state warriors uh steve kerr is wes anderson oh okay and all i wrote down is the fucking cuteness is wearing off my dude <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Um, I said David Fisdale, coach of the New York Knicks, was John Singleton. Where like I was really pretty into his early work, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, I don't actually know if he's good at this, but I'm I still like root for him all the time. <laughs> um, well, I might as well do uh, the man who David Fisdale replaced. Then uh, Sacramento Kings. I said Dave Yeager is David O. Russell. Oh, yes. Because he's a young director people thought was good, and then turns out maybe not to be good, and now maybe he's good again, and also he's always fighting with people. He's always (laughs) fighting with people, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Dwayne Casey Mm -hmm. of the Pistons. I think he's Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, oh, that's good. Where it's like, oh, he he really, he really, for years he should have gotten another shot. And he did get a shot, and he won a lot of awards. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of got ditched, and he ended up, you know, working on Detroit. <laughs> and no one saw it. No one watches that team. Uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, I said Ryan Saunders is Jason Reitman. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, he is. Because his dad was a mediocre, although beloved director, uh, and he's young, but also it's impossible to tell if he's terrible or good. Right. <laughs> well, and like, and like he works with a lot of his dad's old friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I thought Eric Spolstra was um, Alejandro Inarutu. Inarutu. Yeah. Am I saying that wrong? Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's it's Inarutu. Yeah. Inarutu. Yeah, yeah. Because like, um, he really. First of all, he he came out of an improbable background to become mm-hmm. an NBA coach, but also he really believes in physically punishing his players. <laughs> you know, like like Leonard DiCaprio really did have to crawl into a dead animal. That is absolutely something I could see being part of playing for the Miami Heat. Uh, also, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. No, like, oh, we're doing we're doing this whole practice in one take. <laughs> Um, the Houston Rockets and Mike D'Antoni, uh, I said he was Spike Lee, uh-huh. uh, because he's a total iconoclast who was plagued by both the New York Knicks and Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lloyd Pierce of the Atlanta Hawks, I said he was Tony Bill, mm-hmm. because he directed that James Franco pilot movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the most disastrous flight-related thing, like that even relates to John Collins' All-Star Dunk. <laughs> um, the L.A. Lakers, Luke Walton. You know who he huh. is, Sean? He's I Le- do. He's Lena Dunham, baby. Oh, uh, <laughs> young rich kid with promise turns out just to be a dumb young rich kid. <laughs> Well, in a somewhat related thing, uh, James Borrego of the Charlotte Hornets, um, I think he's George Clooney. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah? Because everyone kind of thought he'd be a good coach because he had worked with with such an iconic uh, coach. Like, like yeah, yeah. He's basically understudying with Steven Soderbergh. And Steven Soderbergh's even going to help him get a job. And it's just not clear. Uh, maybe he was just a good assistant director. <laughs> um, all right. I said for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I said Billy Donovan is uh, Michael Bay. Because uh, everything is big and crazy and frantic, and it's unclear if anyone is actually directing or if they're directing too much. <laughs> uh i said steve clifford was bennett miller Ooh, like not flashy but every time you look you're like you know what that guy knows what he's doing yeah 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 he's doing a really good job (laughs) i wish i wish they'd give him more to work with um for the spurs greg popovich you know who he is pretty obvious i do scorsese oh yeah yeah yeah. he's the best director ever Kawhi leonard is leonardo dicaprio and uh, this year is fucking Hugo. <laughs> so t- is Tim Duncan Robert De Niro? Yeah, of course. Uh, Ginobili is Pesci, obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Tony Parker is um, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, yeah, I could say that. Because do you think like Harvey Keitel is the most likely to act out sexually mm-hmm. in that ensemble, yeah. I would say? Gary Neal is Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Don Nelson is Paul Servino, weirdly. <laughs> All right, Sean, last one. Who you got? Uh, no, no. I you. I think it's your last one. Am I short? 
I mean, I have oh, one. No, did I have? Hold you on, should let me, have one let me more. Check. Oh, oh, Kenny Atkinson. Sorry. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny Atkinson is the director team of Neville Dean slash Taylor. <laughs> High energy, fast pace, and then it ends disappointingly. <laughs> uh, for the Utah Jazz and Quinn Snyder, uh, I had him as Oliver Stone because I googled what director does the most cocaine. <laughs> What director does the most cocaine? Yeah, and the answer was Oliver Stone. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. Well, in fact, Oliver Stone is the only person to... Uh, he, he got, like, thrown out of the Golden Globes for making a speech about uh, drug legalization. <laughs> I think Chevy Chase started yelling at him about it. <laughs> Come on, Chevy. Methinks the Golden Globes host doth protest too much. Uh, so thank you at M. Burchett, um, a.k.a. future sound, second round pick, protected. Um, yeah. Again, we want to hear from you, our readers. Send us uh, any questions you've got. We'll go through them. We put work into these sometimes. Yeah, we do. Um, should we go to the news? Let's go to the news. All right. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, our top story. Brooke Lopez was present for a bad invasion in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> so, well, well, he was not there before, but he was mm-hmm. asked about it. Yes. And if you remember, we got into this. He said that... Uh, he would he would he believed that being bit by a bat would give him does not give, yeah not rather than rabies yeah he said he would try and get bit by the bat mm-hmm. um, he, would, he would yeah he so, would make himself available so what did Brooks say in San Antonio uh, the third bat invasion of the year mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez was asked about it uh, and he was there and what did he say Sean. <laughs> He said, I was standing right there. It was swooping down on me. I made myself available. <laughs> so Brooke Lopez did take a shot at becoming a superhero. It did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, Spurs, he- the Spurs Coyote again dressed up as Batman mm-hmm. and caught the bat in a net. This is the uh-huh. second time the Spurs Coyote has done this in and yes. the third bat invasion of the season. Yes. Um, also, he was celebrating his birthday, apparently. I think that's why he was already dressed as Batman. What? Um, it was very troubling that why he was he dressed as Batman on his birthday. I think he was like wearing all of his different costumes. Look, we fucking said celebrate. this before. Uh, the Spurs Coyote, he doesn't wear pants. He has scary eyes. He is the Heath Ledger's Joker of, uh, NBA mascots. And this just proves it even more, because, Sean, if I told you there was a Batman the Animated Series episode where it was the Joker's birthday and he went on TV dressed as Batman, wouldn't you believe me? Yes, I would absolutely (laughs) believe that. 
and that he wanted to kill an animal on his birthday. I would believe that too. Also, big big week for uh, mascot birthday parties because friend of the show Daniel Ralston was at uh-huh. Chuck the Condor's birthday party this week wow. too at Staples Center. What I like about that is they get a lot of. I don't understand exactly. Okay. Many mascot birthday parties seem to have a lot of other mascots in attendance. Mm-hmm. Are they actually sending that mascot to the arena, or are they are they mailing the costume? I'm pretty sure they're sending the mascot. Actually, I think they are too, which is kind of it's crazy. Impressive. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking weird. Um, also, you... Bango the Bucks mascot. Uh huh. Invite me to your birthday party. I'll come out and dance. That one would be fun um so so just some just some comments from other members of the bucks about this is about the bat and not the coyote (laughs) yeah well eric bledsoe said stay out of the way i was just trying to stay out of the way that kind of scared me when they brought that little the little net catching things over there i tried to get out of the way of that too oh so so he was scared of the coyote (laughs) he was scared of the coyote (laughs) that coyote fucking oh man it's it is at both turns my favorite mascot and also my least favorite because it's very upsetting. Yeah. Um. All right. What did look? You're burying the lead here, though. There's yes. one special boy we want to hear about. What did Giannis think about the bats, Sean? Um. Well, first of all. I don't know if he said it or someone asked him if the Spurs mascot should be a bat instead of a coyote. Mm-hmm. But um, he said, I think this is the first time I've seen a bat up close. I'm scared of all the insects. I don't like roaches. I don't like ants. And if I don't like that, I don't like a bat. I tried to run away. All right. That's adorable. Which, yes. Uh, because <laughs> much like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, he thinks bats are bugs. Yeah. <laughs> but this is actually the children's yeah. book I want. Yeah. It's <laughs> the, the Giannis At Silky Andre Johnson Kuto. 23, uh, yeah. Giannis is, Giannis, Giannis is fantastic is. beasts. Uh-huh. Uh, this is actually Alex Noble. Oh, Alex sorry. Noble or, sorry, yeah. Alex. Sorry, Silky uh, Johnson. I also want... I I would I also wouldn't mind Giannis weed either. Yeah, that would be great. It just makes me look at the world with wonderment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Giannis green eggs and ham. Uh, he would also eat green eggs and ham and tweet about it. Oh yeah, but, for sure. Um, you know, do you like to see a bat? No, no, no. I don't like that. Giannis, do you like your coach? Giannis, do you like a roach? <laughs> Um, all right, is that uh, is that it with uh, Coyote news? Yeah, that's... Happy and... birthday, Phoenix Coyote. Uh, oh, sorry, San Antonio Coyote, who, yeah. again, does not have a name, also like the Joker. His name is just Coyote. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he has worst. clothes that were custom made for him. Yeah. Does not wear pants, really. Oh, I hate him. All right, um, LeBron James, Sean. Uh, he achieved a career milestone this week. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Probably going to send the ball to the Hall of Fame over this one. Yeah. Um, 
he uh, passed up Michael Jordan in all time mm-hmm. points. Oh, uh, I thought I thought he was getting honored for making the shittiest inbounds pass of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen the video, watch that LeBron James inbound pass. Uh, but I mean, that, I guess Isaiah Thomas technically had the shittiest inbounds <laughs> pass of all time, but. Uh, but that does bring us to uh, Laker news, unfortunately. Um, the Lakers are fucking tanking, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are uh, they tanking? On one day, they announced the day, like uh, two days after uh, LeBron passed up uh, the Jordan's record, actually. They announced that they're putting LeBron James on a minutes limit and he's not going to play back to backs. Uh huh. And then. Uh, and that's load management, right? Yes. Which is also the name of the uh, porn parody about the Lakers season. Yeah, that's also uh, what what Sting does. Yeah, that's true. Um, the <laughs> the singer, not the wrestler. Um, but then a day later, they announced that Brandon Ingram was out for the season, mm-hmm. and so was Lonzo Ball. Yes. Um. So Brandon Ingram has deep vein thrombosis, they say, Mm -hmm. in his shoulder. But you don't believe that? (laughs) Well, I've just never heard of it happening in the shoulder. Like, like I've heard of deep vein thrombosis. Like, you get in your legs where there are large (laughs) blood vessels that can get dangerous clots. Uh, I've just never heard of it before. It's, 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 it reminded me of, um, a basketball player getting thoracic outlet syndrome <laughs> also in the shoulder. Also, I mean, there's just, there are just some reasons maybe to think that the Lakers were looking for an excuse to shut down one of their more effective players. I agree with that part, but <sighs> deep vein thrombosis is like, that's like a serious lie. You know what I mean? Like that's not going to help his, uh, his trade, trade value this summer. Well, let me tell you, I have a theory about that, Joey. Mm-hmm. I think that LeBron James has Munchausen by proxy syndrome. Oh, yeah? So that is like, you, you hear about that sometimes when um, like a mom is always taking your kids to the doctor. Because mm-hmm. she's like, wants the attention or she's infatuated with the doctor. And like at a certain point is also uh, causing the illnesses. Mm-hmm. So, the Lakers have been very injury-prone this year, almost suspiciously so. And we know that, like, like, like Rajon Rondo had, like, a broken wrist, right? And people were like, I don't even know when that happened in the game. Well, there's one member of the Lakers who's uh, broken someone's hand bones in anger before. <laughs> and that's LeBron James. And it was his own hand, uh-huh. allegedly. So I think that might be what it is. LeBron, maybe, I don't know if he's abusive. I don't know if he's poisoning people. I don't know if he's, like, tricking people into getting into his secret medical van. But I think maybe LeBron is infatuated with a doctor and is trying to get his teammates, you know. Dr. James Andrews? (laughs) Dr. James Andrews. That's who LeBron is infatuated with, and that's what his Munchausen syndrome is for. Here's my question, though. Mm -hmm. So the only other NBA player I can remember getting deep vein thrombosis is Chris Chris Bosh. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my question is different than yours, uh-huh. but similar. It's what is LeBron James doing that is causing deep vein thrombosis in people? Right. Like, is it is it? Can you get deep vein thrombosis just because your your blood pressure is getting elevated, perhaps from the stress of someone <laughs> berating like, you constantly, berating you in the media constantly? Yeah, like. Can you get it from being subtweeted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's subcutaneous. <laughs> so. Uh, anyway. I mean, but yeah, like even if you look at his former teammates, it's always like Kevin Love was having panic attacks last mm-hmm. year. Migraines, dude. Wasn't he also yeah. having migraine problems? Kyrie always had like injuries that wouldn't heal. You know. Well, that's because someone stuck a rusty nail in his knee. Yeah, LeBron James. <laughs> Either way, Brandon Ingram, please get better from your deep vein LeBron bosis. Um, uh, and also, Lonzo Ball, get better. Um, yeah, I mean, Lonzo, whatever. He, he seemed like he sprained his ankle pretty bad. And at this point, it's like, look, he should be lifting pig iron <laughs> and not on the basketball court anyway. We all know that, that pig iron has been the secret to his success. Which is, of course, what? His dad said last summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Joey, are you are you happy with Lavar's disappearance, or do you want Lonzo to get traded to another team so Lavar can come back? I would like a happier middle because mm-hmm. I feel like if he goes to another team, it's going to be too annoying again. Yeah. Um. But I like a little bit more Lavar than I'm getting. You know what I mean? I just, I don't I don't like that LeBron so effectively throttled him. Yeah, it feels like he threw him in the muse cage and yeah. is not letting him out. <laughs> um, So, Sean, how far can the Lakers fall, you think, by tanking here? They can't fall that far, is the thing. I mean, obviously, every little bit helps when you're trying to be as bad as possible, mm-hmm. but... They are, hold on. How far are they from the bottom right now? They are the 10th worst team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And who could they end up being worse than? I mean, I think they can, this will pretty safely keep them from finishing ahead of the teams they're very close to. Like, Minnesota, Miami, Orlando, Charlotte. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think they can. They could maybe drop below the Wizards or Mavericks, maybe. I think the Mavericks are tanking better, though. Yeah, and they have a worse record now. Like, they're three games behind. It's just they're in a weird zone right now where. I think Memphis is going to try and accidentally win games here, though. Yeah, I could see that, but I can't really see them getting much higher than about eighth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess that's a slightly better, you know, their their odds of the first pick go up 3%. You know what I think it is? LeBron just believes that when he goes to a new team, like the combination of what he's experienced in Cleveland with the draft lottery and what the Lakers have recently experienced with the draft lottery. Like, I think he thinks the combination of 
Los Angeles and LeBron is enough to inspire the NBA to rig the lottery in his favor, <laughs> which is great because the Lakers could get Zion Williamson and then trade him for Anthony. George Hill, Anthony <laughs> Shumpert. No, I, I mean, I mean, I guess they could actually probably trade him for Anthony Davis, but even Anthony Davis seems a little young for LeBron, you know? <laughs> He likes he likes old guys. Um. All right, let's get to our next one of our other favorite guys to talk about. Uh, James Dolan, band of fan, baby. James oh. Dolan, owner of the New York Knicks, instructed security to detain a fan who told him to sell the team after Saturday's loss uh. to the Kings at MSG. Uh, Dolan was walking into the tunnel when a fan in the stands yelled down to him. The billionaire stopped and responded, so you think I should sell the team? And waved the fan over. Uh... You want to not to you want to not come to any more games, Dolan asks, and said the fan's comment was rude. When the fan protested that he was stating an opinion, Dolan answered, "No, it's not an opinion. And you know what? Enjoy watching them on TV." <laughs> Dolan um, then pointed to the fan and nodded towards security, who instructed the fan to be held. TMZ reported security and police questioned the man before asking him to leave the arena. Damn. It was not clear if the unidentified man had been banned from attending future games, but a Garden spokesperson later issued a statement that read, Our policy is, and will continue to be, that if you are disrespectful to anyone in our venues, we will ask you not to return. Uh, Other people (laughs) who've (laughs) been banned from Madison Square Garden for um, complaining about the Knicks, uh, Ethan Hawke and Charles Oakley. (laughs) Boy. Um, here's what I got to say. Mm-hmm. I disagree with James Dolan at almost every point of this story, <laughs> but yelling, sell the team. He's right. That's not an opinion when you present it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, um, he should sell the team though. I mean, look, I'd like to see a game at Madison Square Garden sometime, Joey. So, um, but um, that is so that is so childishly petty. Uh huh. It's just like, at what point are Knicks fans going to stop going to games? <laughs> it's the Garden, baby, uh, the mecca. You know, at what point are Muslims and Jews going to stop going to the Me- going to Mecca, baby? Yeah, you can't I think stop just, them. I think only Muslims go to Mecca. <laughs> Jews uh, are not welcome to Mecca. You know what I mean. At least I meant Jerusalem. The... You know what I mean. I was trying oh. to not make it solely Muslim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look. Uh... When we have Megan McCain on the podcast later this week, <laughs> we are going to clear all this up. Um, what a crazy like, like how how sad is your life that he had the also um big shouts to the to the New York City Police Department. Yeah, very tight. When they're not when they're not sexually assaulting teenagers in their custody, beating. Uh, innocent suspects, or just shooting people for no reason. <laughs> They're here harassing, paying customers at Madison Square Garden because they were almost a little bit mean to a billionaire. So congratulations, <laughs> New York City cops. Feel really good about your jobs. Also, hey, 
take some more steroids. <laughs> Probably aren't taking enough steroids, NYPD. Have a great time on Staten Island. All right. <laughs> uh... Here's a question. The man was unidentified, but TMZ is the one reporting this. So my question for you, Sean. Yes. Was this a celebrity? I feel like it has to be, right? (laughs) TMZ doesn't think James Dolan is newsworthy. So which, which famous New York Knicks celebrity was this? Okay, so when something like this happens, I always... We know for sure... Uh-huh. It wasn't Pete Davidson and John Mulaney because no. they were at that game. That like making were they making out in public at that game? I read no, all that was of a different celebrity game. news. Okay, <laughs> very quickly. Was it was it like John Mulaney and Nick Kroll? Maybe. Uh, no, because Nick Kroll's dad is like a war criminal. No. <laughs> yeah, his detective agency. Look, uh, I can tell like you who this Harvey was. Weinstein. Oh yeah. It Patrick was, McEnroe? No, it was David Duchovny, of course. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh Duchovny, I could see that. I could see. I could also see like David Duchovny saying like, "Hey, I'm just stating an opinion," you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, uh, he's like not quite famous enough anymore where you'd have to identify him, you know? Like uh-huh. the X Files has been off the air for a long time, and so is Californication. <laughs> Well, speaking of, I mean, Anthony Kiedis has been kicked out of a game this year, speaking of California. <laughs> he was, yeah. He was kicked out of a game this year. Yeah. Um, that is, honestly, that was a bad sign for the Lakers. Uh, was it was a, oh, yeah. the first game of the year. Uh, Anthony Kiedis was getting escorted from the arena. <laughs> yeah, that, that made, like, when you lose the Chili's immediately. Like, that is, like... That means California's not behind you, LeBron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad sign. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis is going to do a duet with Jim Boylan later this year. But, oh, a beautiful soul to squeeze. That's going to be nice. Uh, all right, Sean. What are some other things that would get you banned from Madison Square Garden? Um, well, heckling the Eagles at any point. <laughs> Uh, you know what won't get you banned from Madison Square Garden? What's that? Uh, driving drunk into people's homes several times. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you actually get to play there more. Yeah. You know what else doesn't get you? Uh, sexual misconduct does not get you banned. <laughs> whether you're an employee or a fan. You can actually marry your stepdaughter and get better tickets. Um. All right. What would get you banned from the garden next year when Kyrie and Katie have teamed up with Rui Hachimura? That's who they're. Get- that's who the Knicks are getting in the draft, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I got one. Un- Being Ethan Sherwood Strauss. <laughs> uh, yeah, being Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Um, asking any question that's <laughs> not about the X's and O's of basketball or like. Um, like deep stuff. You could ask deep stuff. You just can't yeah. ask about like non basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can ask like what is a human soul? They'll be into yeah. that question, but you can't ask like uh are you happy here in New York City? <laughs> yeah. You can be banned for uh bringing a globe to the arena. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you can ban- be banned for wearing a photographer's vest to the <laughs> arena. Um, and you can be banned for um, looking sideways at Rich Kleinman. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Uh, the other thing that gets you banished from uh-huh. Madison Square Garden is uh, speaking out against uh, Erdogan. Oh, yes, that'll also, you'll be shipped out. <laughs> They'll pay you most of your wages, I guess, but. Um, uh, but you can, you can wear any hat you want. That That is part of the, the rule. All right, Sean, here's another, uh, another story. Um, and also, honestly, another children's book I want. Yeah. Uh, Rashid Wallace is a high school basketball coach now. God, that's glorious uh he's coaching the team in durham north carolina which is where he lives which it's weird that he lives in duke city Mm -hmm. but uh i want to like go go rashid i want to see rashid versus brandon roy in the high school national championships that would be so cool the heart of portland would not know what to do (laughs) <laughs> the people of Portland <laughs> would maybe, like, real Blazers fans would be so conflicted. It would be pretty amazing. Uh-huh. Um, anything else you want to say about Rashid as a high school coach? Uh, it's just, it's great. It's How like, many technicals is he going to get? Uh, probably a lot. I was thinking, like, Rashid loves kids so much that I thought he'd be kind of chill. And it's like, no, he wouldn't at all. It's going to get ejected a lot. It's going to be like, okay, I would never really compare Rashid Wallace to the movie Hoosiers, but he could get about as many ejections as Gene Hackman gets in the movie Hoosiers, which is honestly a troubling amount for the 50s. (laughs) Uh, All right. And then uh, another story. Clay Thompson tonight. uh, The... Golden State Warriors lost to the Phoenix Suns, um, mm. and it wasn't that close. Um, and Clay Thompson was mad at the fans. He said, quote, it's a long season, and we've been playing a lot of basketball for five years now, so you're not going to be perfect for 82 games. We've had too many missteps, but at the end of the day, that's the first time we've lost to that team in 19 games. So it's ugly, but... I expect our crowd to be a little more into it, too. Like, I know it's not the playoffs, but it is our last go-around at Oracle. Least you can stand up or something when we make a good play, especially in the beginning. We need that energy, especially this time of the year. It's hard to conjure up energy every single night because you're looking forward to the playoffs and that run. Uh, So we expect our fans to kind of bring that from the jump. It's like us, though. You can't bring it every night, but still it helps. It doesn't matter if we're playing the Suns or the Bucks, whoever it is. We need that energy from them because we feed off of that. Uh, and first off, I got to say, uh, Bill uh-huh. Simmons is hard reading. Oh, those he, oh he loves it. Oh, <laughs> Feeding off that. Totally a better place. I mean, I mean, the most erotic sports writing you can read is Bill Simmons. Talking like about either how special the crowd in Boston is. Well, like giving, giving, giving it back to each other, taking each other to a higher place. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but I've got to say, um, look, I wasn't watching the game tonight, so maybe I'm part of the problem. But uh, uh, he's fucking right, dude. Those crowds have been terrible for three years, and no one has said anything. 
No, no, they've been bad. Like you'd think that some of the talk about what an unstoppable home court advantage Oracle is would have ended when they lost a game seven at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the NBA finals. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and lost two home games in the NBA finals. They lost, they lost a home game in the conference finals. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it hasn't been an unstoppable home court for quite some time. You know what? You know what's unstoppable about them, though? Wearing crisp dress shirts with uh, the t-shirts over them. <laughs> that's what inspires me. Like, Sometimes oh, man, I get so hyped seeing like a 55-year-old millionaire wearing a crisp, freshly starched dress shirt with the t-shirt over it. Oh, oh an yeah, ill, dude. An ill-fitting t-shirt, too. Like, <laughs> like, he didn't, like, he somehow didn't have time to change or couldn't just take his dress shirt off and wear the undershirt underneath. No, just got to let people know that you have an expensive and extremely crisp shirt at 8 p.m. You've got to show how crisp your fucking shirt is, dude. You can't, you know, (laughs) you just can't. A lot of playoff games are on the weekend, too. Does that change the amount of crisp shirts in the stands? No way. Sometimes there's even more. Because these are real basketball fans who are definitely know that they give out promotional shirts at playoff games and are not going for the very first time <laughs> in game five of the conference finals <laughs> because they paid $15,000 for it because their hedge fund closed down an orphanage <laughs> it was part of their bonus, man. Clay is going to be disappointed by the crowds next year. Yeah, if you think this crowd is bad, just wait for the fucking crowds that have to uh, pay those seat licensing fees in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Because you could argue that um, the crowd, much like the Warriors themselves, has too many entitled millionaires. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like, oh, you know who else is kind of half-assing it? At about half of the home games, like, well, the crowd and also Kevin Durant. You know who will be cheering in San Francisco, though? Uh, the Blood Boys. That are nope. hooked into I, the that are hooked into the billionaires veins. I mean, those guys, those guys might not be able to stand up because of the loss of blood, but they are going to be like screaming. They're, they're going to be going nuts. I also there. think the Soylent vendors, they'll be pretty into it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think like definitely people will be watching and not texting yeah at key moments of the game oh 100% no one yeah. at all is going to be checking their emails during those games next year although i do think that a lot of the personal butlers that the fans bring along will be pretty into the game they but they're not they're not allowed to to speak unless they're spoken are, to here's a question are high class escorts uh basketball fans um I think, yes, I think that's what we've yeah. learned. Um, a lot of them are members of Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> yeah. What about, like, what about, like, semi-autistic guys who were good at programming and figured out a way to just break the law and steal from existing companies and kind of force them out of business? Are they, do they make a lot of noise at a basketball game? Oh, they're going to make so much noise. <laughs> nice. Here's a question. This is uh-huh. a deep one. Uh, are the 
is, are they bringing Franco Finn to Chase Center? I feel like he's not allowed to even set foot in the city of San Francisco. <laughs> Franco Finn, for those of you that don't know, is um, I'll try and play something right here. He's a warrior. He's war. He's a Warriors hype man. Uh, he's been the Warriors hype man for years. Hey, what's happening? It's Franco Finn, your Warriors hype man, and you're watching the game last night with my girl, Olivia Christian. Whoop, whoop. Franco has been the Warriors hype man for 13 years after he was discovered hyping a crowd at the Lizzie McGuire concert. Hillary Duff, pretty amazing. Um, I don't think I like his work, but now I'm like... He's been doing it for so long, I'm kind of into it. You know what I yeah. mean, Sean? <laughs> I mean... Yes, there, there is a. I would say that there is a certain argument that Jim Barnett's uh, analysis is like that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you read Danny Larue this week, Sean? God, we are I, talking deep on Warriors. Uh, I did not know. Oh, Danny Larue wrote an open letter to Joe Lacob begging him to fire Bob Fitzgerald. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, we knew Danny was the best before. <laughs> Now we definitely know that Danny is the best. Um, wow, that seems like it seems like like isn't there a chance that they would interact? I have no idea, man. It's weird. Danny Larue is asking for somebody's job, though. I will say that I it kind of makes me uncomfortable, and well, I am a person who has demanded they fire Bob Fitzgerald for ten years. Well, here's a here's a reason that makes me uncomfortable. He and Nate are trying to get to do play-by-play -play themselves. I think that's are they kind of what this is. Take over the telecast. I do kind of think that's what they're, he's trying to do. Yeah, a little bit. Man. Anyway, well, we're way off target here. Um, yeah, the crowds are going to suck. Uh, hopefully, no one tells Clay Thompson that before he signs his max deal this summer. <laughs> yeah, just can we like? Yeah, they, okay. You've got enough money. What they need to do, if they really want to keep Clay Thompson, they're going to have to hire some task rabbits for the final home games. <laughs> That's the only thing they understand. Yeah, can they do, like, Uber driver night? Mm-hmm. Where they, like, because those guys will be going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> they're already circling the arena. Yeah. No, well, let's be honest. Uh, there's also a lot of... Is there like an Uber for helicopters? Because that's also yeah, yeah. circling the arena. <laughs> is there? Is there like a... Um, is there any kind of like... 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 Underground sex tunnel that they can leave through? <laughs> like maybe the guys who are guarding the underground sex tunnel... All oh, right. you know what they should do? Okay, oh. this is what they'll do. Right after, um, like, a big play, instead of, like, being like, Steph Curry, they just show Mark Benioff, the founder of Salesforce's face, and then all those Salesforce guys will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we love him! <laughs> I'm a rich guy! Yeah, what if instead of... <laughs> What if instead of ex yeah explaining the basketball play, they had Franco Finn just be like fourth round angel investment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They're just like, capital gains tax repealed. Whoa, the market cap. <laughs> Your Tesla will be ready in only 33 months. <laughs> Um, all right, and finally, the biggest piece of news, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Zeller signed with Atlanta. <laughs> Tyler Zeller, who had been homeless until about a week ago. Uh, he's back in the league. Now there are as many Zellers as there are Plumleys and Hernan Gomez's. So the Zeller family is still trailing. Wait, uh, there, aren't there three Plumleys? Is Marshall not in the league right now? Marshall. Not in the league oh, right now. We got to get Marshall back in. Marshall yeah. was fun. Yeah. Marshall ran to the arena that one time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but the holidays and who? Uh, the Smiths. There's a lot. The Smith family is huge. We got a lot of siblings there. Dumb. Uh, all right. That's our show. Um, Sean, is there any. I can't believe we didn't we couldn't figure out if a coach was M Night Shyamalan. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm retracting my statement. Terry Stotts is M Night Shyamalan. Oh, because the twist is always yeah. that playoff hopes were dead the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this end this episode had a twist, an M Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist as well. Wow. Um. Sean, is there anything you want to plug? Um, I'm going to have my first Tank of Palooza column up this week, just tracking the tanking teams, trying to win the lottery. Um, what else am I doing? Tank of Palooza. Oh, I was on the, the What's Up Doc podcast, uh, George Chen and Pago Romain, and I was talking about uh, the Netflix documentary about Flat Earthers, mm-hmm. which... Uh, only only talks about Kyrie Irving very briefly, unfortunately. Um, also, they, they mentioned that, that Draymond and Shaq backed him up. My take on it officially was that Shaq is kidding around and promoting the Uncle Drew movie. Draymond may indeed believe that the I Earth is flat. I think Draymond actually does believe the Earth is flat. Um, all right, and then as for me... Oh, we've, oh, we'll talk about that later. As for me... Um, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where two days ago <laughs> I tweeted, anyone have suggestions for a good destination wedding location? So congratulations, Frankie Muniz. Uh, we'll be back later this week for real this time. Um, uh, and then, Sean, do you have any uh, do you have a Luka Doncic song this week? I do. I, I again have a Luka Doncic song. Okay, joke. well then I have to explain the backstory. Uh, as everybody knows, Grantland Junior. Uh, earlier this season had a massive had a massively viral hit with their parody song about Luka Doncic, and then just a few days ago had another massive viral success with another parody song. But mm-hmm. we've decided. You have to get the Luka Doncic song viral before you can make songs about other NBA things. And we've yet to have our viral Luka song. Mm-hmm. And what number is this, Sean? Uh, this is number 21. Yeah, I want to be viral so bad. Just Sorry, no, take... this is number this is number 22, our 22nd. Okay. 
Luka Doncic's parodies. We want to go viral so bad. Like, just take us viral, baby. Hashtag viral. Hashtag content. Hashtag Doncic. <laughs> we uh, should have gone 22 times as viral yeah. as The Ringer by this point. So, Sean, what's the song? Uh, It's called Luka in the Sky with Dimes. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, mm. All right, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, and shut it down. Let's all not be able to afford to see the Warriors live next year. Picture yourself in a boat on the Vipava River with underground caves and salamanders who are blind. Somebody calls you, you answer Zadravo, the board with Slovenian eyes. Senator Dwight Powell is setting a screen, the lobs going over his head. Look for the boy with the rock in his hands and he's dodged. Luca in the sky with dance. Luca in the sky with dance. Luca in the sky with dance. Follow him down to the Dragon Bridge in Ljubljana, where rocking pants DJs eat kremischnit pies. Everyone smiles as you pass O.J. Mayo, who gets so incredibly high. Newspaper articles appear on the shore. Why I'm moving to the Athletic. Climb in the tank, roll the ball on the ground, and you're LeBron. Luca in the sky with dance. Luca in the sky with dance. Luca in the sky with dance. Picture yourself in the lane with a mismatch with a young auto porter wearing Google Glass specs. Suddenly Dirk's playing D like a turnstile The boy who's Slovenian cries Hello, this is the ghost of John Lennon We could sing the chorus again, but I think you probably get the point By the way, according to the ringer Luka Doncic is better than Jesus and by Jesus, I mean the man who died for our sins. Jackson Maine, from A Star Is Born. Look, I'm not saying the White Album made Mark David Chapman want to kill me, but reading The Ringer makes me want to kill myself. Also, Ringer wants everyone to know he's no longer signing merchandise. Peace and love. Did you know George Harrison fucked his wife? Seems very unpeace in love. I guess it's making love.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.